Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. And we continue to be truly stingers-rageous? Stingers-ish? Truly stingers-rageous! What's the adjective form of stinger? Stinger? Stingery? Today, we will be going over uh, Gem and the Holograms issue 21, which is Enter the Stingers part three. I almost said the Stingers hit town. That's not this one. That's the other one. Forgive us if we're a little rusty since this is our first Gem Jam since December, since we are coming back from our break. So hi, guys. Hello. What's up, everybody? We're still desperately trying to remember how we do this show. Yeah, I think there's like a recording button. Yeah, I, I think we have to get like, uh, there's there's these things called mics or something. And we're doing a thing. I can't, I can't remember. There's like an edit it good button that I press. Yeah. And occasionally I start singing theme songs and everybody's like, Mackenzie, please. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. That feels good. That feels good. Okay. I feel a little more at home now. So, Enter the Stingers, part three. It's been a little while since our first two parts. Luckily, we do have a previously page, and also we have Mackenzie, who is, I'm sure, overjoyed to tell us about Riot. Also, I want to talk about the cover, which is awesome, and I really want that purse with the scorpion on it. Oh my god, same. I'm just now noticing in, like, all three of the Stingers covers that are out right now of, like, close-ups of the characters, they each have a different insect that stings on there. It's so cool. It's because they're the sting, sting, stingers. I want all their stuff. It's frankly unfair how fashionable and comfortable everybody looks. I'm gonna be honest, I bought a pair of suspenders solely because of that one look Kimber was sporting in this comic. Oh dang, how's that turning out so far? Uh, pretty good. I got a high five from one of my co-workers for wearing suspenders. If these bands were all real, I would be such a rabid Stingers fangirl. I mean, you're kind of a rabid fangirl and they're not real, so... Yeah... So what else has happened in this arc? Uh, so we've got the fox coming in. Pizzazz hired her to find out the secret gym of the holograms and help bring them down. Uh, Shane has been uh, leaving to go to Milan. Um, she actually spotted the fox with Pizzazz. So she's probably the one who could bring that whole thing down. But, you know, she's off. Jerrica has, uh, as Jim, started swooning over Riot and has started living a double life where she's basically dating Riot as Jim and dating Rio as Jerrica and thus adding an actual thing to the whole love triangle so it actually makes sense and there's a reason behind the Jim and Jerrica divide. And that's our previously page. And also the uh, the misfits, of course, have been dropped by five by five. And so Pizzazz wants to just kind of take everybody down. Yeah, Pizzazz, as usual, is filled with rage. Naturally. I do really love our guest list page with a new art of everybody uh, from McLaren. And I like how half of our characters look positively terrified. Except for Riot and Pizzazz. Actually, Fox, too. Riot, Pizzazz, and Fox all look cool about this. Well, Pizzazz looks like she's going to murder somebody. I mean, that's that's her resting face. Yeah, that's Pizzazz's resting face. She has a resting murder face. Murder face, murder face. Riot has a resting seduction face. So, um, somewhere in Milan, Italy. It's Shayna. Oh, and she's got a poncho and a hat. It's a little fringe poncho. She looks like she's off for some kind of, like, clandestine meeting. But no, she's just getting a whole lot of sandwiches. And is really, really bad at Italian. 
Several blocks, minutes, and drop sandwiches later, we come to the design headquarters of internationally resound fashion house Iro Zangari? I'm not sure what's changed, but the caption boxes with the pink background and the white text are getting increasingly unreadable. Yeah. At least on the digital version. I'm not sure if there was like a subtle color change happening there or what, but it's it's they're getting harder to read. I think it's also too that the old ones used to be a lot smaller. So you could generally grab them, whereas these big ones, you kind of have to read them for a while and your eyes get tired of that collar clash very quickly. That is a true magenta, though, I swear. All of that aside, it's very important that we know that uh, Shane is not the only intern here. Yep, there's also Regine. Regine from the cartoon. She was going to have a doll, but she didn't. She is in a season three episode where she does fashion for both Jem and the Stingers. Because Shayna was off that day, I guess? They needed to have someone young and impressionable who wanted to make fashions good. Also a doll. Money. There are lots of characters who are going to have dolls. Anyway, Regine is an avatar of pure rage. She is so mad about this internship. Right, because like all good internships, they're not doing anything. They are getting lunch for people and answering phones. They are not learning anything. They are not getting any design done. And they're working like 60 hours a week and it's terrible. I I also love how like Shayna's basket of food is visibly shedding sandwiches as she walks. Shayna finishes passing out the sandwiches and basically shoved out by one of the designers. And she goes to the toilet to shakily call home. Aww. Oh, Shayna, baby. She just slides down to the floor. God, I hope that floor is clean. And then we cut to the pool house recording studio back at Stately Wayne Manor. Where Fox is drumming the hell out of everything. Fox looks cool. I love Fox. Dude, I really, really love how Meredith McLaren draws drummers. Like, the poses that she chooses for that always look so vibrant and moving. And like, they're just pounding the crap out of everything. Oh yeah, it looks awesome. It is It is the exact opposite of dainty little Shayna with her knees together, moving her wrists but not her elbows in the cartoon. God, they never knew what to do. Also, Fox looks cool. I'm just going to repeat that. I love Fox. This is a look. This is a look, okay? She is wearing light salmon short shorts, a green button-down shirt, and a magenta tie. This is the most incredible thing. And her green button-up is, like, rolled up over her elbows, and she just looks awesome. Oh, she it's so good. And as, like, the most weeaboo among us, I can't believe I was remiss when she was introduced in mentioning that she has a Hime cut. So she's that freaking character. And uh, they are too busy recording, and they don't hear the phone ring. And then, as Shayna delivers her incredibly heartbreaking message. Fox deletes the message! Ah! She is shaking in a bathroom trying not to cry. I love that this is our great big Fox's evil moment. Not later when she tries to break into the jukebox, but now when she deletes a message from Shayna. Oh, that's so terrible. No, babies. So the holograms just, the rest of them are like, oh yeah, that's, that was good. It was like different, but it's okay. I mean, like, I think we're going to be okay for the masquerade ball next week. Yay. What do you think, Fox? Oh, absolutely. And she starts poking at the jukebox. You're like, I, I, nope, 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 it's uh, broken. Sort of broken. Yeah, it was our father's and we don't want it to be more broken. So we just don't touch it. So never touch it. No touch it. Ever. Nope, no touching. Fox is just kind of like, uh-huh. That wasn't suspicious at all. Good job, guys. You did it. 
So we snap back to Milan, where Shayna and Regine are like, when are we going to actually do something with this internship? Yeah, we are both design students. We had to have a portfolio to apply to this internship, and we're getting sandwiches. I like how Shayna had all those big fancy, like, baguette sandwiches earlier, and these guys have little, like, baggies. And they start looking at some of Regine's designs, and they're incredible. Dare I say, gem-esque. And uh, they start to concoct a plan. Because Regine is complaining about how no one's ever going to see her designs at this rate. And Shana says, well, maybe we can change that. Just because they won't let us design here doesn't mean they can stop us from designing on our own time. Depending on the contract you signed. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not the same in the fashion industry as it is in some of the creative industries I've worked. But sometimes when you sign up with a place like that, they own all of the creative output that you make. That is true. So in the meantime, let's head over to Stately Misfits Mansion. Los Angeles, home of Phyllis Gabor, a.k.a. Pizzazz, where yet another semi-secret meeting is taking place. And they're going to be waitresses and sneak into places. I, I, I love Jetta here. Well, I get it, and I say bollocks to you, Pizzazz. I didn't sign up to be a rock star so that I could pretend to be a bloody waitress on some masquerade cruise ship nonsense. What I love about this is that the disguises are just regular waitress outfits with domino masks. They still have their incredibly loud misfits hair. They are so recognizable. I mean, it's better than those maid outfits they had in the presidential dilemma. Only marginally. What about their limo driver outfits from the Jim Jam part one? Well, at least this comic is consistent with the wacky stuff that happens in the cartoon. <laughs> it's true. And another thing it's consistent with the cartoon for that I really, really like in this scene is the subtext of Roxy is illiterate and knows that being a waitress will require her to read and write and that is making her panic. Yeah, she's distinctly uncomfortable with this to the point where we get a panel that Jetta is like, you know, comforting Roxy and said, don't worry, we'll figure it out. I'll help you. And it's it's adorable and sad. Roxy is having this complete breakdown over here, which is amazing because Roxy is usually that character in the conversation who is loud, who is yelling, who is quick to jump in for something. And here she's just so quiet, like, but why are we waitresses? Meanwhile, Blaze is like, yeah, I definitely don't want to uh, be an accessory to attempted murder. And Pizazz is like, who says we're going to hurt anybody? And she's like, okay, so what's the plan then? Because I don't know what we're doing if we're not going to hurt somebody. And Pizazz is like, I, I don't have a plan, but it'll be great when I have one. And Blaze decides, well, okay, I guess we'll do this then. Oh, poor Blaze. She, and she has to be like the linchpin to this whole thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's also worth noting that Stormer's not here. Stormer is very specifically excluded from this meeting. Because they're going to be sabotaging Jim and the holograms, and they're pretty sure she's going to be passing it on to Kimber. And that's the fascinating thing, right? Because, like, normally Stormer would be the conscience in this sequence. And now it falls to Blaze, who is super not sure of her role in the band. And she doesn't feel like she has that place where she can actually, like, object comfortably and not be kicked out. But it's all okay, everybody, because Mr. Alonzo is here. Oh my god! <gasps> Yay! Mr. Ray is dad! Yeah! Mr. Ray is dad! The best dad in this comic! Ray is dad is like the best dad in every universe. Yeah! Like, I'm so glad I, when I got to this page and I realized Ray's dad was here, I was like, I'm so glad he's still a really good dad. I also really like that since this is a comic and not a cartoon, we can just say this whole conversation is in Spanish rather than just sort of like, I poppy, I say words in English all the time, even with my family. 
This is so cute. They're just out eating lunch and Rhea just sort of opens up to her dad and talks about how she's not sure that she fits in the band. On paper, it's everything she should want, but something feels off. And she's like, it will sound silly. Nothing is silly if it's bothering you so much, my love. Oh my God. Oh, Best dad. Best dad ever. Aw, Mr. Alonzo. He just gives her some very good advice, which is you're still young. You can make mistakes. If you're not sure if you fit where you are, it's okay. Uh, if you're not feeling like this is the place for you, then you owe it to both yourself and to the stingers to let them know. And life is full of being wrong. How else would we find what's right? Aww. Can I also say that I, I love Rhea's, like, consistently soft butch costuming? Yeah. She just consistently has a really good look on. Yeah, like, right now it's, like, suspenders and a dress shirt and black pants, and it's just, it's real good. Oh, that's so nice. I want to hug Mr. Alonso. He's such a good dad. He's so supportive of his daughter, who's in, like, a gigantic rock band. And still elsewhere in Los Angeles... We've got Kimber and Stormer. Our favorite lesbians. And everybody else's favorite lesbians, it turns out. Yeah. Stormer's having a hard time because 5x5 Five Five dropped her band and she's like, oh my God, my career is over. We're music pariahs. How do we undo this? Kimber, help me fix this. And Kimber's like, I'll do my best, but I'm not sure I can fix this either. And then all of a sudden, click. Oh my God, Stimber. Ugh. You guys are the cutest. Smile. And they just get mobbed by people who really, really ship them. And oh my God. Kimber basically just like protectively covers Stormer up. It's like a brooding hen almost. She tucks Stormer into her breast feathers. And just starts yelling at them. I said, knock it off. You're a jerk. And then just takes her out. They leave. They go out to an alley. And Kimber's like, I, I don't know how we're going to fix this, but we are going to fix this. Okay. Oh, these babies. Also, I really, really like this alley shot. The whole composition of it's really good. It really is. I also like Kimber's incredibly high-waisted shorts. I also really like the picture of the misfits in the background of the final panel, just because I really like Jetta's hair. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Stinger's penthouse. It's my boyfriend! Oh, Riot! He's arrived. He's arrived in this issue. Where is everyone? We're on the patio, darling. Oh, and Minx, Minx has her enormous hat over her face. I like that that's just part of her character. She likes enormous hats. I like Minx. Minx and Rapture are out sunbathing on the patio. I don't think it's taking for Rapture. She is like the palest human being in this comic. She's got to be using like SPF 100, right? And Riot just wanders in and he's like, I, I thought we were going to rehearse. Where is everyone? Rapture is like, uh, well, Rhea left because you're two hours late. Again. There's this great moment where Riot is like reaching out for Minx's knee and then like the next panel she just very visibly slaps his hand away. She had every right to be mad. She was mad. Of course she was. Our time is valuable. Clearly, says Riot. You cannot expect us to just wait around like groupies, Riot. We're your band. And Riot apologizes for being distracted by Jem. Black. And Riot decides, nope, we don't need to rehearse. We're more than ready for the show next week. And they're like, okay, so should we work on the album? Eh, I guess. Oh, I love him. He's so nonchalant. Oh. Riot, you have a career. I love Riot. Oh my God. And then he just starts swooning over Jim. Riot, you cannot let this Jim thing consume your every waking thought. Yeah, get it together. There's nothing to get together. My doves. I'm in love. She's simply magnificent. I'm helpless against her powers. Oh my God, I love him. I love how in a comic full of drama queens, Riot is the biggest drama queen. <laughs> I love him. 
him so much. He is the biggest drama queen. And that is hard to do. The competition is stiff. And I love how he's clutching his face and melting because that was exactly what I was just doing just now. Yeah, I love how the most like hyperbolically love struck character in this comic is a dude. Can we also talk about how this universe has a gossip rag called the National Pry? Oh, that's so good. And that they've also decided to call the ship Rem. I hate that. I'm not sure if that's better or worse than Giant, but it's the worst. I hate, I hate the portmanteaus. I hate them. And uh, yeah, because Minx and Rebs are also like, look at this. This is terrible. What are you doing? We should never have come here. But it should be us on this, not just you. Meanwhile, the Benton household. Kimber also wants to know what's up with this cover of the National Pride. And also, her girlfriend is freaking out. When did you even go out with him? Uh, we went out a couple times. <laughs> Kimber has less like Charlie Brown. Ah, moment. What? As Aja angrily. I thought you just went out with him the one time. Why would you go again? And I, I appreciate there's a certain level of compressed storytelling here, but it's it's kind of disappointing to me that we don't actually get to see Jem's dates with Riot. We're just informed that they happened later. I would love a montage, yeah. I would too. And uh, this is something that I heard Kelly Thompson talking about on Tumblr after the next issue of this came out, um, where she was like, there were definitely some things in this arc that we weren't able to do with the way I wanted. So I think we're going to be, in the rest of this, we're going to see a little bit of those things that kind of had to be cut for time or moved around. But I mean, if the alternative was not having the stingers at all, I guess we'll just have to take it as it comes. I would not cut this scene in exchange for a scene with Jem and Riot going on a date because the scenes like this are more important to the emotional continuity of the story. That's just a nice to have thing. It's a necessary piece of telling, not showing, but I still would have liked to see some of the showing. Plus, this way we can imagine all sorts of weird dramatic dates that Riot took Jim on. Do you think there was one date entirely comprised of swan boats in various locations? Definitely. Definitely. There was one where he got a limousine with like a hot tub in the back. It was magical. And he was like, just drive us around the city as we canoodle. And Jem is starting to look a little frazzled because I just like, what are you doing? What's going- what? You have a boyfriend. His name is Rio. What's going on with that? Also, thank you, Aja, for standing up for Rio because he's your best bud. Yeah! And Jem very quietly says, but that was Jem, not me. What? A flat what with a period. And then, of course, Fox's phone rings, revealing that she's eavesdropping on this entire conversation. She's still here. They thought she left. She didn't. And she just sort of like walks through the scene out to the pool house. And I really, really like that Kimber and Aja have these like huge fake smiles on like, hi! And meanwhile, Jim is just freaking out. Fox just kind of awkward finger guns her way through the room as she says, I gotta go take this call. I love Kimber and Aja's uh, conversation in the second panel. You think she heard us? I have no idea. We are so screwed. I so agree. And so as she walks out to the pool, the rest of the hologram shove Jim off camera as uh, Fox walks out to the pool house on the phone and says, no, yeah, you're right. There is absolutely something going on here. I can't be more specific. I'm still working on the specifics. Meanwhile, in stately Jerrica's room. Uh, Jerrica has a llama in her room? An enormous stuffed llama. Might be an alpaca? I don't know. I approve either way. It's the drama llama. Okay. 
So there was apparently, like, I keep seeing pictures tossed around of a, of a llama toy, a hot pink gem llama toy. Yeah, instead of giving Gem a horse, they were going to give her a llama, apparently. I guess. I'm guessing this is a nod. The point is, Jarek is getting yelled at. Yeah, they just sort of sit her down in her bed. She looks completely shell-shocked, and Aja's like, you're not fine. You basically just told me that Jerica and Gem are two different people. You said you didn't go out with Riot, but that Gem did. But you know that's crap, right? There's there's no such thing as Gem. You, you Jerica Benton, are... Gem. And Jericho responds with, I know, it just, it gets confusing sometimes, which is a sentence that <laughs> unsettles everyone in the room. Oh my god, I love their shared unsettled face here. Aja's like, Jerica, you need to turn it off right now. Jerica goes, shows over synergy, goes back to being Jerica. I still love that we have a whole panel of like detransformation. Oh, it's so good. Aja's like, just, you're gonna rest and we can figure everything out in the morning. And they tuck her in. I like how they visibly have the gaudy plastic nightmare earrings on the nightstand here. I cannot imagine what it would be like to sleep in those. Oh, oh God, those things hurt. And outside her bedroom, Aja and Kimber have no idea what to do. They're like, we wish Shayna were here because Shayna would know what to do. And suddenly, here is Synergy. I'm sorry to frighten you, but you gotta get out of here, Synergy. Fox is still in the house. That is what I came to tell you. Fox is no longer at the pool or in the house. She is in your father's study. And then we get a uh, page of... Fox snooping around in the study, sitting down in front of the jukebox and being like, tell me all your little secrets, you lovely thing. And that's the to be continued. And also you get a free digital ash can of a mask comic. Now, um, by the time we're recording this, we've all read 22. Yeah. It's just occurring to me now that this has never followed up on an issue 22, aside from the fact that Fox gets a one-off line where she says she couldn't get anything out of the jukebox, but we never have a follow-up to Aja and Kimber finding out that she's in the study. Right. I think this is one of the things that is directly referenced as a we did not get to do what we wanted to do with this issue thing. I'm guessing either we're just sort of going to hand wave that away and move on or maybe we'll get like a flashback to that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because I'm not sure at this point if Fox's arc is totally over because we still have what, two issues left in the arc as of the time of recording with issue 22 out. So optimistically, we might get some follow-up to this, but otherwise I'm not sure. I appreciate that sometimes, you, for whatever reason, you don't get to tell the story the way that you wanted to. But that's work for hire for you. Yeah, and that's comics writing especially. End of the day, you just kind of got to deal with what they give you. Altogether, though, like, it's been marvelous that Jem has been given this much room. Yeah. Like, this is a well-regarded comic, but by all accounts, it does not seem like it should have the the very vocal and consistent fan base that it does, and I'm very grateful for that. I think what's remarkable about this comic is that it's not serving as marketing for anything. There's no current Jem toy line that this comic is hawking. Yeah. So there's not the sporadic, you need to buy our car. Yeah, because the Transformers comics, as good as they are, at certain points, there's moments where it's clearly like, well, we're introducing this character because Hasbro made a toy of it. I think that about wraps us up here. Yeah, I don't think we want to talk about the mask ash can. I don't. We're good. I, I skipped over it entirely. I didn't even look at it. Mask is not for me. It's cool if it is for you. That wraps up issue 21, Enter the Stingers Part 3. Uh, we'll pick up next time with uh, Enter the Stingers Part 
before, though, we're also going to be start talking about the uh, the Misfits ongoing, uh, which had its first issue in between issues 21 and 22 of Gem. So we'll start doing individual episodes for those as well. If nothing else, it pads out our release schedule. Yeah, considering there's only 12 episodes in uh, season three of Gem, we need the padding. So that's probably going to come out next week. Is their comic better? We don't know. So the Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about everywhere at the Gem Jam, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and we want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you find our podcast is always super useful, especially on iTunes. Helps us get discovered. And if you leave a comment, we get to feel good things in our hearts. If you have money and you would like to support us that way, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the Gem Jam. For a couple bucks a month, you can get some cool stuff. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you that the early bird gets outrageous.